Welcome to I Want That, which is a podcast that focuses on the dynamic world of Disney merch. I'm entertainment writer Jim Hill, and on the other side of the country, three entire time zones away, is Michelle Valladolid, my partner in this podcast. Say hello, Michelle. Hello, Michelle. There we go. And we're recording this show on August 9, 2019, which is the 50th anniversary of the opening of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland Park. Um, I forget, Michelle, are we particularly fond of the Haunted Mansion? or We have, we have a family, uh, family ties to it. My uncle was opening cast. Oh, and, okay. And uh, the Hatback Box Ghost, which was in there for the first uh, couple weeks... Mm-hmm. Scared the big jabbers out of me when I was two, and I had nightmares until I was about eight. How? Oh, okay. In fact, but I know, was really happy to see him back. Yeah, you know, though, the, the, what was kind of intriguing just over the last couple of years, I mean, there's always been that debate in the fan community about whether or not Hatbox actually made it to the opening of the attraction. And it wasn't until, what, four or five years ago, somebody actually found that home movie that yeah, actually. Yeah, exactly. Sh- Showed the the, the character. Said I was lying. I love Tony. Yeah. Though. I do. Love me some Tony. But the weird thing is, you know, the story I always heard. He never made it through the first summer. That it, no, uh, the illusion didn't work. Where they had a position just didn't work. Um, but where he is now, and the way they changed the technology, it's okay. perfect. Yeah. So. Well, uh, you know, speaking of the 50th anniversary, uh, you know, the folks in Anaheim uh, decided to really go big this time in, in regard to the 50th anniversary of this attraction. So they, they they did a hard ticket event after hours, not just on one night, but on two nights. Uh, well, I, I, technically three nights, because uh, the event started on August 7th uh, at 11.30 at night and, you know, went on till 4 o'clock in the morning of the 8th. And then on the 8th, again at 11.30, and then stretching No, on no, no, 1 a.m. Well, I mean, they queued them up. I, you know, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, yeah. But yeah. it was you 1 know, the event itself, yes. three hours for $300, so that's $100 an hour. Yeah, and, um, you know, and, and look, you know, that, that uh, you know, in the fine tradition of when they do these sorts of things, they do... All sorts of limited edition merch, and uh, if you went to the event store, which was at the Disneyland Hotel, uh, you know, there were wonderful paintings there that Larry Nikolai had done. And, and Kevin John. And sh- yep. Uh, and shirts and prints that Shag had done. In fact, you were saying Shag Shag was, was actually there. there, yes. Shag okay. was there and was taking pictures with fans. Just and, being his usual cool self. Okay, and... While we were pre-gaming, you were mentioning that you'd heard from folks who, who'd gone to the event, and they felt like they'd get their money's worth what, yeah. with all the special entertainment. Oh, and... yeah. Well, I was there on what, Wednesday, because it was my mm-hmm. birthday, mm-hmm. and uh, they had these little kind of gravestone-looking booths with windows in them that were barred up, and it had mm-hmm. a big purple thing on it that said Haunted Mansion 50th Anniversary, and I took my picture with one. Um, but during the event, they had different... Uh, spooks and spirits there they had the hitchhiking ghosts at one they had um the lady with the umbrella and i forget what her name is but it was it was on the the roster Mm -hmm. the lady with the umbrella over the alligators and they had the bride and uh, a bunch of other cool characters from the haunted mansion that you could pose with and talk to well you know and again the day we're recording this disney is actually celebrating the haunted mansions uh 50th on both coasts Uh, you know they're doing 
uh, merchandise events uh, out at Florida as well, and of course, you know, back in California. And in fact, it, it, it's kind of ironic that, um, again, you know, that some of the high-priced collectibles that were offered at the event store, but the thing that people most seem excited about right now in regard to the 50th anniversary of, of the Haunted Mansion is the popcorn buckets that are on sale inside the park. I heard they're um, magnificent. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and so wait, heard is it just a popcorn bucket? Well, no, that's that's what's kind of intriguing about it. It's actually what they've done is they recreated the hitchhiking ghosts, but the gimmick is that um, there are actually three different food-related items, but they're all designed to when you put them together, you know, they 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 make the trio that you know from the attraction. So. Um, if you want to get the full set, got to warn you, uh, it's going to run you a little bit north of sixty bucks. Um, your first stop has to be the popcorn cart in front of the haunted mansion. Here you can pick up Professor Phineas Plump, uh, the Plump. popcorn. But yeah, see again, you know that that, that <laughs> this Phineas Plump, and yet it's not they, him. There we go. See, this is where where Michelle and I demonstrate that we are hopeless Disney nerds. Uh, no, I have no life outside of this. I know that's not his name. Yeah, again, if you if you go back to uh, you know uh, what these characters were called in the seventies, yes, it was Phineas Pock, P O C K, as opposed to Phineas Plump. But um, and I Phineas Pock was the Olympic hide and seek champion. There we go from 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 the radio ads that right exactly into the launch. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's a beautiful sculpt of the character from the mansion. A blue ghost, gray tombstone, uh, inscription on the back. Uh, rest in peace, Professor Phineas Plump. His travel plans have hit a bump. Uh, but what's great about the way this is designed, uh, well, first of all, it's the first popcorn bucket where you, you can't put popcorn in it. It's actually designed to hold uh, that sort of cardboard sleeve. Really? That, yeah, so you you place that inside. I think finally Disney smartened up about the fact that you know those of us who who collect these items we don't want to take them home take... and wash them. There we go. Okay, so um, so it, it folds out. You can place the the popcorn carton in the uh, the back of the the tombstone, so to speak. But it's so much more than the usual popcorn bucket. First of all. It lights up. It is the switch on the back. So uh, the, the ghost lights up from within. Like the not ghost only... Mickey a few years ago. There we go. Uh, not only that, but if you hit the green button that's on the base of this bucket, it then plays the Grim Grinny Ghost song. Um, no. Yep. Okay. Now, uh, if you want to continue your set, you have to head over to the Mint Julep Bar uh, in Norland Square. Here you can pick up a plastic popcorn bucket-like figure. Of Gus the Hitchhiking Ghost. Only uh, this 50th anniversary Hunter Magic collectible isn't meant to be filled with popcorn either, but rather it's supposed to hold a bag of beignets. Um, Those are the best and, beignets, Jim. Yeah, well, I, again, as a diabetic, I, I, I look at them from a distance, I wave, I appreciate them, can't eat them. Um, Alice and I anyway, will eat them for you. You have to decide when you're buying your, your Gus plastic bucket whether or not you're getting a three pack of beignets. Or a six-pack of beignets. That actually uh, affects the, the price of the figure. If you get it with a three-pack, 
you're paying twenty one ninety nine for Gus. Uh, on the other hand, if you get six pack, you're paying twenty four ninety nine. And again, just like uh, with Phineas, if you turn the tombstone around, uh, you have an inscription as well. This one reads, "Here lies good old Gus hitchhiking because he missed his bus." Um, and then finally, if you're looking to to complete your trio of hitchhiking ghosts. Your last stop has to be the Royal Street Veranda. Uh, here, you pick up a sipper version of Ezra, the skeletal member of that ghostly trio. Uh, and this is the uh, the lowest priced of the group. This is $18.99. And what's kind of cool is the straw for your beverage is a flip top. It's, it's stashed in Ezra's hat. So, um, and again, if we're, we're, we're getting all the inscriptions out there, you look on the back of his tomes, it says, Dear Departed Ezra Bean, unluckiest hitchhiker we've ever seen. So they're, they're really leaning heavily into this whole hitchhiking ghost thing. I, I want to stress here because on a previous um, I Want That, I really kind of came down hard on the crew that designed the Steamboat Willie uh, popcorn bucket, the one that was... Offered as an annual Passover, uh, the, you know, the black exclusive. Mickey balloon with the painting on it. Yeah, I believe I described it as a third grade art project. Um, but um, this one, on the other hand, the the, the sculpt of uh, Phineas Ezra and Gus are are great. I mean, they, you know, I mean, it's a stylized version, you know, but they are in fact on model, and when you put them together, you know, side by side. Uh, they recreate the the image from the attraction, uh, you know. It, it's it's you know when you and you, when you factor in the lit from within thing, um, I'm pretty sure a lot of Disney fans are going to wind up using these popcorn buckets. I I see women coming and buying. Well, men too, but mostly I see women buying forty of them and then selling them for a hundred dollars each on eBay. That's what I see. Well, yeah, that that I, that could in fact happen, but. Uh, but on the other hand, I, I wouldn't be surprised, especially out in Southern California, to see folks, you know, a number of folks using these as, you know, sort of Halloween decorations in their house. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it's cookie well, level stuff right there. Now, just just to be clear here, that to get all three, uh, your price point is going to vary from $61.48 plus tax to... Sixty-four dollars and forty-eight cents plus tax, and 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 that really, uh, the issue there is whether or not you're getting three beignets, or you're getting six beignets, or you're 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 like me, you're buying the beignets and handing them to somebody else. Getting back to the card ticket event, kind of nice about what they did that night is, it, as Michelle mentioned, they 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 put up all sorts of decorations to you know sort of really put people in that haunted mansion spirit and. One of the things they put up was a recreation of the sign that Marty Scalar wrote, uh, you know, to recruit ghosts. That that they that went out in front of the mansion in '63, didn't it, Michelle? Yeah. Or, okay. Um. Uh, yeah. Just I, I've always loved the the wording of this. It's it's notice all ghosts and restless spirits. Post lifetime leases are now available at this haunted mansion. Don't be left out in the sunshine. Enjoy active retirement in this country club atmosphere. The fashionable dress for famous ghosts, ghosts trying to make a name for themselves, and ghosts who are afraid to live by themselves. 
Leases include license to scare the daylights out of guests visiting the Portrait Gallery, Museum of the Supernatural, Graveyard, and other happy haunting grounds. For reservations, send resume of past experience to Ghost Relations Department, Disneyland. Please do not apply in person. Um, <laughs> what I, I, I love about this is that, you know, and again, it's 63. So, uh, first of all, you know, this is the walkthrough version of the mansion they're talking about here. You know, the, the, the Omnimover, you know, uh, hasn't even been thought of at this point. This is the part with the, with the brides stashed in the fireplace that reaches out and grabs the, the butler, Bentley the go. butler. There we go. Uh, and, and what I also like is that, you know, if you read that description, uh, you have the Museum of the Su- Supernatural. That, now, the Museum uh, of the Weird. There we go. Okay, so that's, that's you know, what Roly dreamed up and, you know... And Walt you know, loved it. Yeah, but I, now if I'm remembering the story correctly, Walt felt that it, the, what Roly had come up with really didn't fit in the mansion... But he eventually decided that we'll still use it. We'll just make this the pre-show, the, the sort of the cue before the walking tour. Does, does that ring a bell? Or um, Yeah, it does, but actually exit. Oh, there we go. Okay. So. Raleigh Crump was, was Walt's favorite hippie. He had, mm-hmm. like, do drug signs up in his mm-hmm. office, and Walt didn't care because he turned in good stuff, and he did it on time and under budget. Yeah, like that, that's what I've heard about Rolly, but... But again, getting back to uh, Barney Scalard, uh, Disney Editions was nice enough to send me a review copy of Mr. Scalard's last book, uh, Travels with Figment, On the Road in Search of Disney Dreams. Uh, Marty died more than two years ago now, This uh, back on July 27, 2017, to be precise. And um, This book was nearly completed when, when Scalard passed, so... Marty's daughter, Leslie, actually reached out to a number of his colleagues at Walt Disney Imagineering and asked them to share their thoughts about their longtime mentors. So um, that's what's, you know, kind of cool about this book is not only do you have Marty's stories from actual Marty, but you've got, you know, a number of, of you know, executives up and down the company who have chimed in with their favorite moments with Marty. And... I you know I mean look it's a it's not a particularly thick book I mean it's only twenty two pages um, but but on the other hand there are there are genuine gems in here in fact hang on let me grab my copy here um, there's a a wonderful story in here about the very first time that George Lucas uh, went to Walt Disney Imagineering and it reads as follows in the early 1980s we invited George Lucas to visit our Imagineering headquarters in Southern California to discuss whether we might work together on projects. We were, like the rest of the world, huge fans of George's Star Wars and Raiders of the Lost Ark films. And George, we discovered, was a huge fan of Disneyland, having visited the park on its opening back in 1955. As part of his tour of our WED, now Walt Disney Imagineering, WDI, facility, George saw various models and artwork for projects under consideration, one that immediately caught his attention was a storyboard outlining how a motion-based simulator could allow guests to experience lifelike sensations like never before. George sparked to this as the ideal ride platform for a Star Wars adventure. Before long, Tony Baxter and I were headed to London to test ride the simulator system. 
Uh, the simulators were designed by a company that built flight simulators for airline pilots, but we instantly saw the potential for a Star Wars space adventure and returned to them to brainstorm uh, potential storylines. Of the various ideas we later presented to George, he picked the space tour company concept as the best fit for Disneyland. The show developed as the show I wonder developed, what the other concepts were. Interesting question. We'll have to dig around on that. Uh, Anyone as can the show, find out it's you. As the show developed, George championed the idea of combining comedy with a thrill ride and the now classic storyline where something goes horribly wrong and we get pulled into a heroic adventure. He, he also encouraged us to capitalize on ideas that could read quickly in our short story medium, saying, don't avoid the cliches. They're cliches because they work. Uh, throughout production, oh, George... Yeah, well, again, you know, the, the George, you know, that's one of the things I love about George. He puts the hay down where the goats can get at it. Uh, throughout production, George would review film dailies with ILM, Industrial Light Magic, the originators of the Star Wars visual effects magic, and check on programming for the motion base uh, at Imagineering. George was on hand to cut the ribbon with a lightsaber, of course, at Disneyland in early 1987 and in other Disney park locations around the world. And he goes on to talk about how when they were working on the, the prequels, George felt it was time to update the attraction. Uh, and the interesting thing is that Marty gives George credit for pushing for deeper audience interaction with this storyline, which resulted in the Rebel spy gag. Oh, okay. Um, so, and speaking of deeper Star Wars interaction, uh, Michelle, you finally got into Galaxy's Edge. A I did. I've been eight ago. times now. Eight times. Okay. Last time I was on the Millennium Falcon, I got a score of 7,700, which for me is very good. Wow. Okay. Because um, the first time well, I got negative 310. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um... Well, can you talk, well, geez, eight times. Uh, obviously, you're pretty familiar with the train there in Black Spire Outpost. Can, can well, there's, you, there's some background music now, and there wasn't at first, and it was like walking into kind of a vacuum. Oh, okay. It looked really cool, but it looked like a bunch of sets. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I've heard now that, that there's Now that there's more music, it's you feel a little more into it, which I know. Walking around in real life, you don't have background music, but mm -hmm. this really sets the music sets the tone. You know, most people don't even pay attention to the background music unless you're in Future World. Um, well, again, this is a Disney merch podcast, so you've been eight oh. times at the, okay. So yes, it's 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 a <laughs> bit you know the again the. So the bizarre much. is, you know, hard to get through without opening one's wallet. But what particularly has caught your eyes when you've been, you know, visiting Batu? Well, the, uh, like the stuff like the Coca-Cola mm -hmm. and stuff like that in the grenades, mm -hmm. those round grenades. So now oh. they've got Coke, Diet Coke and Sprite. And then there's mm -hmm. a tall bottle of Dasani water. So, uh, Tim McKenney photoshopped one and made it say Beverly in Arabesh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I love the interactivity of it. Um, mm -hmm. I spent my birthday going around with the Disney Play mm -hmm. app and deciphering all the things. I'm not going to give away the story because do it. It's worth it and it's fun. The first time I was there, I didn't go into Doc Onder's shop because I couldn't see where it was. So the second time I went straight there. Okay. Amazing stuff. But you can't, right now, you can't buy... Uh, kyber crystals unless you buy a hologram 
or a lightsaber. Now, so, you were telling me a story, I think it was your first visit there, where you encountered somebody who bought a holocron who didn't necessarily know what a holocron was? Yes, um, and I kind of explained it to them, and they were surprised, and then when they put the, somebody, uh, the cast member took the demo one and put a kyber crystal inside and played it for them, hmm. then they understood. And what okay. it is, is you've got a Jedi holocron, which is the light side, and the Sith holocron, which is the dark side. And mm-hmm. holocrons are items that hold the spirits of dead Jedi or Sith that mm-hmm. that speak to you. The Disney ones are a little different. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be dead. And the personalities are inside kyber crystals. These little, about inch and a half, two inch long crystals that come in different colors. There is white, yellow, purple, blue, green, red, and then there is a hidden one that is black. Mm -hmm. And you can get that by buying the red ones. Mm -hmm. And say, if you put a green one in, you'll get Luke Skywalker or Yoda. If you put in a red one, you get Snoke or Darth Maul. There's no Darth Vader. There's no Kylo Ren. What are our thoughts there? Is is that something further down the line, or...? I hope so. Maybe um, maybe when Rise of the Resistance comes out. But they they really did a Buzz Lightyear on those. They really did. Okay. They didn't they didn't have enough. Well, and, uh, you know, but you know the irony is that you know again as you mentioned a lot of the merch went clean in the first couple of weeks and yet uh, Bob Iger himself just admitted with the uh, the third quarter earnings call that. Yeah, maybe, you know, the crowds were lighter there than we expected, at least, you know, the first half. But of earnings summer. were still up. Yep. Yeah. Because uh, of the merchandise. Well, yes, but okay. let's also remember that, you know, some of the merchandise here, whether it's, you know, the lightsabers at Save for, what, $200? A, and, you know, to build your own droid at the Droid Depot. It's $100. Uh, yeah. Um,. You know, so yeah, but for like savvies, because you can buy a legacy lightsaber from mm-hmm. a character at Doc Ondar's for mm-hmm. about a hundred to one hundred fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. What you're paying for is the exclusivity mm-hmm. and the um, actual experience, and then you have a great lightsaber. And my friend Tim McKinney worked out that there's like over three hundred and forty different combinations. That, yeah, combinations. To make something like three hundred thousand plus. All right, I, I, oof. okay, um, and you know, somewhere out there, there, there's somebody with a deep enough wallet to try that. Well, all you have uh, to do is buy two of each saber. When somebody's mm-hmm. actually done this, you buy two of each saber, and each saber has completely different parts. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you'll own one of every single part they have. Mm-hmm. They were selling the individual parts, but they're not anymore. Well, again, that's actually a funny part of the story because, face it, you know, the whole notion or the backstory of two or Black Spire Outposts is it's supposed to be this place where, you know, smugglers and traders are, you know, constantly cutting deals. And Disney supposedly shut down uh, the sale of these items because, again, people were turning around and putting them on eBay. Right. So it was like, you know, it's like, you yeah. know, hey, we have to shut down the scoundrels. It's like, really? <laughs> Yeah, well, those, those scoundrels rule, ruin things for everybody else, so don't buy from them. Um, buy uh, from Disney. Okay. Now, again, you've been there eight times. Is is there one uh, one place in the bazaar in particular that 
you like going back to or the animal stall the pet store Mm -hmm. because there is a big uh loft loft cat sleeping in a cage there with its uh poor chew toy Mm -hmm. and it's freaking adorable Mm, wanted they have little loft cats you can buy but they're like 45 dollars. so i just asked for one for my birthday and i didn't get it so i'm gonna ask santa okay well all right duly noted so and it meows and it hisses Ah, okay I have two real cats that actually do that already. So, okay. Well, I'm a, I'm a head. Well, I'm sure Betty and Ginger would love a loft cat for a friend. We'll see about that. So, <laughs> the one thing is, there's the character interactions are like they walk by you, or mm-hmm. they're doing something, or like Ray's great. She takes little girls around and shows them how to hide from the first order. Mm-hmm. But like Chewbacca and stuff, just like walk somewhere and they go and they work on the on the X-Wing like they're repairing it and people come up and they're ready for whatever show's going to start and then they just walk off because there's no show. And there's no meet and greet area. Kylo Ren comes out, strangles a guy and then just walks, quick walks across the the outpost with two stormtroopers. You can't take a picture with him or anything. I mean, he'll stop and ask to look at your data pad and like me, he, he saw my necklace and said that I was, you know, he liked my dark side or whatever and then just take off. There is a real problem that the legacy characters aren't there. People are upset. And the way to solve this would be is if they did, you know, the world within worlds or the world between worlds where anyone can exist at any time and do that for a meet and greet. And I think people will be a lot happier. Well, you know, again, it's it's I, I think to be fair here, like every Disney theme park. You know, you build it and you think, okay, this is how people are going to use it. And then the people actually show up. <laughs> Remember you know, in, when Tokyo Disneyland first was first being planned, they said, Japanese men are not going to stand there on Main Street and eat an ice cream and drink popcorn. They just won't. Um, and of course they did. They did and they still do. Ice cream um, is universal, man. That's it, that it is. That Even it though is. we're talking well, about Disney. You know, but it, it again, I think in the year's time or thereabouts, especially... You know, as Orlando gets open, in fact, you know, they've just begun doing the cast member previews there. And um, I'm hearing good things. And uh, Tim and some other people have been sending me pictures and videos and stuff. And I really like their color scheme better. Well, you know, again, it's it's Florida. You you really need to bump up the colors largely because, well, also, what is it? The uh, I forget who I was talking with in Imagineering about this, but the Anaheim version is oriented east-west, and the Orlando version is oriented north-south. North, so yeah. the lighting hits it different. It does, it does. So, um, We'll tell you what, we'll, we'll definitely keep tabs on this, uh, folks, going forward. Uh, and, you know, Michelle will fill us in as they tweak things. Um, we did get a Kylo Ragdoll from the Toydarian toy shop. <laughs> it's adorable alright very cool alright folks we'll tell you what we're going to take a quick commercial break here but when we get back we're going to go from Star Wars to Star Lord as Michelle unboxes something that the nice folks at Faro Toys were nice enough to send us So, first of all, again, this is from Far Out Toys Pulp Heroes line? Pulp Heroes Snap Bots. Okay. Snap into action. 
Mm-hmm. Accessory included, pull back power. This is Series 1. This is a Star-Lord, and I'm opening it now. Mm-hmm. And it comes with a little case that's super flat because it actually, it's nice. It got Star-Lord from the comic book mm-hmm. on the on the little folder that goes with it. And little, I don't know what those are. So, yeah, he's out of the box now. And mm-hmm. he has little arms. And he's okay. made of he's made of a light cardboard, but the his base is plastic. Pull him back, and he goes forward. Mm. Oh, that's so cute! It's Star Lord with his mask on. Okay. And then there's these little things. I guess they hook over his hand or something. Okay, and then he folds flat and goes into this box. Pull it forward. Okay. You, you pull it. You don't push it. Okay. And he's flattening. And he's flattening. That's amazing. And he's all flat. And he goes in his box. Okay, do they mention what other characters they have with this line? Or? Yes, yes. Okay. They have Captain America, mm-hmm. Iron Man, Hulk, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Thor, Star-Lord, and Groot. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that that's a fairly decent representation of the characters featured in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, uh, what's the price point? I don't know. They sent it to me for free. Ah, well, the very <laughs> best be kind to know. of toy. I was supposed to interview the. Um, I was supposed to interview the president of the company. Oh, that's so cute! Mm-hmm. That is so shut up. That's so cute. It folded up into the comic thing, and you can still roll it, but you roll the comic. <laughs> okay. Well. All right. Well, while you're rolling, that well, speaking of rolling, about, I think they're about twelve ninety-five. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, again, speaking of rolling, uh, you just got some news about the rock and roller coaster at Disney's Hollywood Studios, particularly, what, some special edition merch? Yeah, for the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. My God, we're old, Jim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a t-shirt, a tank, and a pin, like, mm-hmm. you know, you'd usually accept, expect for something like mm-hmm. this. But there's also a set of four guitar picks, and that's really cool. Mm. Um, they have that at Rock Around the Shop, of course, but also at Once Upon a Time. And those are exclusives. God, the 20th, really. Holy cow. Okay. Yeah, right? All right. That was uh, Alice's first looping poster. And while we're doing sort of, you know, walking around the, the Disney merch globe here, you also got some information about uh, some stuff that's now on sale at Alani? Yeah, um, there are uh, some themed dresses and outfits for adults, mm-hmm. and they are Mickey and Minnie, Duffy and Shelly Mae. Okay. Because apparently Duffy and Shelly Mae are pretty big at Outlawney. Okay. And any word on price points? or Nope. All right, got to do some homework here, folks. i got to do some homework, too. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, um, the last thing I have that I found today was that the N- NBA store at Disney Springs has opened. Mm-hmm. And there's Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. Donald Hotshot stuff, which looks really cool. But do you remember the Goofy About Sports store at uh, Disney Village Marketplace? You know, I, I think it's not exactly ringing a bell, though, to it's be honest. by the honest. little carousel. Okay, that I know. Uh, but and then yeah, there was I... Minnie Mia's Pizzeria, and then behind mm-hmm. it was Goofy About Sports. Okay, well, again... I'm 60 years old at this point with five working brain cells, so I think the, the goofy at sports it slipped away at some point. But doubling back to uh, the NBA thing, so this is the gift shop at the NBA experience, which Correct. I guess is 
is in soft opening right now right. on the west side at, at Disney Springs, right? Yes. Forgive me for asking this. Are you hearing the same things I'm hearing about the, the NBA experience that maybe, you know, uh, you know, that this isn't necessarily. No, come on, spill the tea. Well, no, I just, uh, folks who have gotten into this, and again, I, 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 I want to say it's got a, what, a 30 plus dollar price point to enter. Um, they're not all that impressed, you know, that, that it seems to be at this point kind of a weird fit for, um, you know, for Disney Springs and. Uh, you know, face it, it was you know, some the, part of the Disney Plus deal. No, they bought that from baseball. Uh, you know, uh, this is already kind of a, a tough corner of Disney Springs. Because face it, Cirque has been down for, what, the better part of two years now? We're still waiting on that Disney-themed show that they were supposed to do. Uh, and, you know, they were really hoping that, you know, this would energize uh, the side of... of you know, that, that retail, entertainment, you know, shopping, dining district. And, well, you know, the I fact... Well, I mean, how, how well is Wide World of Sports done? Well, you know, I mean, but Wide World of Sports is, is what it is. It's a, it's a sports facility. In fact, just today, uh, news broke that uh, Disney will be hosting the Special Olympics there oh, in 2022. Uh, so... You know, again, you know, just the weird thing about um, the wide world of sports is that, uh, you know, yes, at, at any given day, uh, the place could be empty. On, on the other hand, you can go there sometimes and every single field is filled with youth soccer. Well, that's uh, good. I'm in so like a, just... the all-star cafe and such mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I just, you know, it, it, what's intriguing to me is that, you know, remember when there was the plan to build that giant... Uh, a bowling complex there, in fact, with the notion that they'd hold tournaments and championships and, and broadcast yep. them and all that. Yep. Uh, you know, and again, that was part of the plan, the, the notion of, okay, well, at least if people are looking for something to do while they're at Walt Disney World, they can come here and bowl. And, you know, that got announced. Uh, they did the sites every work, and then that, that just didn't go forward. So, But now they have Splitsville, um, which is awesome. That their is sushi that is, is not very good, but their pizza is great. Well, but and it's interesting you bring up um, Splitsville because, again, think about it. That's on the west side. That does hand over fist business. But one of the reasons True. that does hand over fist business is that, you know, think about it. You know, when Pleasure well, Island it's themed and it has well, good food and it has fun bowling. Well, and but also uh, when Pleasure Island closed and they lost all those clubs and those restaurants, you know the 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 folks that are meeting at Walt Disney World or you know big doing big family gatherings or that sort of thing had to go somewhere. And in fact, you know that's kind of the irony of the NBA thing is that um, they were they were kind of hoping that you know Splitsville NBA experience you know two sports themed complexes. You know, side by side, that you know, oh God, these guys will do great business together. And you know, just early on, right now, it just seems like NBA is like, oh, that's know, two they're... different audiences. Well, that, that 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 may be true, but um, but but again, you know, that's. I think if know, they you're... opened an NBA experience somewhere up north, like Chicago or Boston, I think it would do a lot better than if they did it down south at Walt Disney World. 
Well, you know, to be honest, if you go out to Springfield, Massachusetts, you have the NBA Hall of Fame here, which, um, you know, they did the overhaul on... Weren't you born in Springfield? No, you were born in Lowell. Uh, yeah, that's in a uh, Massachusetts boy, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, again, I, I, I please want to be clear here. Don't you know wish the folks at uh, NBA Experience ill, and you know, I'm glad to hear that they've got you know some Disney merch that'll get people in the store there. But uh, it's, it sounds like they may have a tough road to hoe to sort of you know win folks over to you know. And, and when I first <laughs> heard about it, I thought it was a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that it's, in fact, I think there is a food component, but I'll be damned if I can remember anything about it, which, again, that, that, that doesn't bode all that well. Um, anyway, swinging back to merch, and we've talked previously about blind boxes. In fact, you know, that I think, you know, folks who listen to the early episodes of uh, I want that, you know, remember how, you know, uh, I'm not proud of this, folks, but my daughter taught me how to look into the DuckTales uh, coin stacks. And so I could complete my collection without having to actually have the blind box experience because I want what I want. I don't want to buy 35 copies of something to finally get. Yeah, what, yeah, that's you know. I'm not a big fan of blind box because it's essentially teaching kids to gamble. Well, but but here's the thing. Disney has just launched this Wishables line of plush. Which are blind bags. Yes. There and they're so cute. They're so and, cute. Okay, so they have a $9.99 price point. And let's see, we've got a Nemo line, which, uh, again, these are supposed to key off of attractions. So uh, this one... Uh, Supposedly keys off of the characters for Finding Nino Submarine Voyage because it brings Darla into the mix. There's also a Buzz Lightyear, uh, right. a uh, Little Mermaid, of, a Little Mermaid, Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion is um, the latest, uh, Splash Mountain. Now, what's kind of intriguing about this, and and to you know, again, I'm I'm fascinated by kind of this is Disney using the heroin business plan. Um, because face it, you know, they have, as you said, they, these wishables are, are bagged. So you don't know what you're getting, well, but there well, is, there we go. Set, yeah, there's a set of four. One mm. is not bagged. Like mm-hmm. for the Haunted Mansion set, Gus mm-hmm. is not bagged. He's right. got his little ball and chain. And, mm-hmm. and in the bag can either be Ezra, Phineas, the Hatbox Ghost, or the Bride. So mm-hmm. five. And, and I, I have to admit... I'm intrigued by that because, you know, face it, you know, if somebody springs for the Ezra because they see it there on the shelf and then wants to complete the set, suddenly they they, they they have to, you know, in, you know, sort of double down in this, this uh, you know, this blind bag thing. Um, they are cute. They are. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. That, that, um, oh, gonna... you know what else they have? They have one that's all Disney treats with little faces on them. Like yeah. the Mickey bar. <gasps> Oh my god, that's so cute! But I can't, I can't buy any of the D lights, or because they just make me hungry. Okay, okay. Um, but again, in the language with these, uh, what limited release, right? So, right. you know, they're they're trying to create the artificial scarcity, um, like vinylmation. 
interesting point. Uh, I, you know, I, those were all I, blind box. Just about. How are we hearing about you know the sales, the acceptance? Is is there any good. excitement? Good. Hmm? I mean, people aren't like knocking each over to each other over to buy them, but they seem to be selling pretty well. Hmm. Okay. They're adorable. Um, well, you know, again, I, I guess it. it be somewhat dry. And the bag even just... says the bag says squeeze me so you can just feel around and feel and see if there's a top hat or a bride's thing or a hat box in there because the, follow the directions. Well, you know in fact it, that it could sort of bring the show full circle that it would be kind of somewhat ironic that you know there are people in the park today for the, the 50th anniversary of Haunted Mansion who were snapping up all of them. Yeah there the was a there was a Club 33 event this morning. Oh so well anyway folks uh that i guess will do it for this time around with i want that uh if there are any particular areas of uh collectibles or merch that you'd like myself and michelle to discuss on future shows please let us know uh in the meantime michelle if till we record the next one where can folks find you online um they can find me at micechat.com Okay. Uh, anywhere else, sir? Well, I've got the Pink Monorail uh, podcast that I do with our daughter, Alice, mm. and then PinkMonorail.com, which is under construction. Very cool. Oh, you know what? I forgot to tell you something. Okay. I got the newest box from circa 1955, and one oh. of the scents is We Once the Redhead, and it smells just like Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. I've, um, uh, <laughs> Okay, we, we talk about the California version or the Florida version? The California the, the, version. Okay, good. Because the, the Florida version. Uh, what? We're not, we're, we're, we're not <laughs> going to do that. And then joke. the sweet okay. is the chocolate cherry float. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. On my side of the fo- fence, folks, uh, podcast wise, we've got Disney Dish with Lentesto. We've got Fine Tuning with Drew Taylor. We've got Universal Joint with Dustin Fuse. We have Looking at Lucasfilm with uh, the amazing Dan Z, and of course, Marvelous uh, Disney, which I do with Aaron Adams. Uh, tell you what, folks, if you would do myself and Michelle a favor, if you get over to iTunes and rate and recommend our show, we'd really appreciate that. And if you really like what we do here, if you get over to Bandcamp and subscribe, that would be incredibly helpful. Uh, I guess for now that's going to do it so thanks for listening see you next time and we'll talk soon